TalkZone.com. Now, TalkZone presents Two Guys and a Mic, your mid-morning break sports talk show. It's a passionate yet lighthearted look at the world of sports, featuring the coach, John Cohn, and the big dog, Joel Radwanski. They'll recap the games from yesterday, look ahead to the matchups tonight, and cover a lot more in between. Now, Two Guys and a Mic on TalkZone.com. Hey, we're to welcome you to the two guys at a mic show, talkzone.com. Thank you so much for joining us. Absolutely gorgeous day here in the fine city of Chicago. Made that much more beautiful by waking up and reading our local NFL sports standings in our local Chicago Tribune, Chicago Sun-Times, Daily Herald, Modern Times, Italian Weekly, or the Gay Bi-Weekly, whatever magazine you might be reading and following the fact that the Chicago Bears are now three wins and zero defeats atop the National Football League Northern Division. We'll talk about that game and more. we got a little baseball news to throw in. It's Residue Tuesday, so we can recap some of the events from the weekend to the college football, other NFL games, talk a little golf, and we'll jump off the sports page as well. 888-463-6748 is the coach flying solo right now. The big dog, Joe Radwanski, expected to check in. I know after a big Bear Packer game, he will do that indeed. David Olson, our fine producer, you can't see him via the webcast, but uh, he is firmly entrenched on the other side of the glass. How are you, Mr. Olson? Yep. The officials have just thrown another uh, flag. The Packers wow. have been penalized 15 yards. 18 penalties. Yeah. Eight? Teen penalties for 152 yards. I'm trying to remember. I coached, uh, you know, junior high football for many a year. Watching high school games, college pro. I don't know that I can remember. I don't remember a game in the 20s, certainly. In penalties. Mike McCarthy, head coach of the Green Bay Packer, fit to be tied. And, you know, a few of them, you know me, I don't like, I, I, you know, my preferences when all is said and done, keep the flag in your pocket, don't make a call, don't change the course of the game. The best officials are the ones we don't see that often. But, you know, for the most part, even as a Bears fan trying to be as objective as possible, most of those penalties were uh, good calls. Good calls, a little lot of confusion on the sidelines for the Green Bay Packers. Having said that, and again, we'll take phone numbers here. You watch the bear, or take phone numbers, take phone calls. We'll take phone numbers too, particularly when the big dog joins us. He'll be looking for him. He's got his number two lead pencil ready to go. I did say pencil. 888-463-6748. The phone number you want to talk some bear Packer football. We are right here with you, but, um, yeah, I mean, penalties absolutely killed the Packers, but you know what? You take penalties away, Green Bay Packers, awfully good football team. Awfully good football team. Give them a little bit more of a running game. I mean, their defense, very, very good. you got to love Charles Woodson, number 21. Maybe the most impact-efficient, if I could use those two terms, impact-efficient defensive back in all the uh, NFL right now. I say that because he is uh, uh, consistently effective in his coverage game, but he also makes the big plays. Also makes a big, and their linebacker crew. Gotta love those maniacs. A Nick Barnett, an AJ Hawk, and of course, uh, Clay Matthews, who has got a motor that just does not stop. Uh, phenomenal player in his story. The Clay Matthews story is a great one. But uh, the thing that makes the Green Bay Packers from a good team to a great team, if they can stop getting penalties, is Aaron Rodgers. And I've been watching football a lot of years, folks, and uh, I would put him 
Ian, I always said the two best passing quarterbacks I ever saw, just for sheer passing, not talking about the rest of their game, but dropping back in the pocket and throwing with accuracy and throwing with distance, not just dink and dunk. The two best I ever saw were Johnny Unitas, and I was pretty young when I saw him. He was a classic drop-back pure passer, and Dan Marino of the Miami Dolphins. Again, I'm not saying the best quarterbacks I ever saw. Maybe I am. Because other guys won more championships, other guys could do more things. But if you just talk about the one attribute of passing, those two are the best. Aaron Rodgers of the Green Bay Packers, I'm putting him in that category right now. And I don't think I'm jumping the gun too much because he's done it for a couple of years already. Did it in college, too. He actually did it in practice for three years with the Green Bay Packers, but he did it in practice. Nobody could see him in the games because Brett Favre never got hurt. Remember all the flack they took when they uh, when they got rid of Favre, and they said, you know what, it is Aaron Rodgers' time. Well, obviously, they saw in practice what we are seeing. Now, that guy's just a pure, pure passer. And you know what? He can get out of the pocket. Not the greatest scrambler in the world, but he can run a little bit. That one play, I think, when he went around the uh, right end at Soldier Field when they were on the south end of the stadium heading towards the north Turned the corner a little bit and all of a sudden made a burst surprise. The Chicago Bear, two defenders that thought they had him. It picked up another five, six, seven yards, a little burst of speed. Again, he, he's a pass first quarterback, not run, but he's got some elusive ability. Also did that with his uh, scramble for the end zone. Where he did yes. It for the pylon. Yes. And some bravado there too because he could have got, uh, he could have got nailed. You go ahead first. When the defenders are chasing, there's so there's a little bit of, uh, Lack of um, respect for the human body there as well. So he showed that all incredible passing arm, the bravado, the elusiveness, a little bit of running ability, and to top it all off, I love this guy. Yeah, you, is, he, you, is he married, you, Aaron Rodgers? Uh, I can look into that. Because ah, if not, my wife's birthday was yesterday. By the way, we did celebrate her birthday between the first and second quarter during the commercial breaks. It was a wonderful birthday celebration. We had the uh, family gather around and. Blew out the birthday cakes. And the second quarter started. That was the end of the birthday. But uh, if he's not married, my wife could be in trouble. Because I'm falling in love with Aaron Rodgers. This guy's unbelievable. And on top of it all, to top it off, to put the cherry on top of the icing on top of the cake. I'm getting all heated up over here on Aaron Rodgers. He's got, similar to what I loved about Brett Favre, he's got a little bit of, of that um, knock-me-down, I'm going to get you back up, smile with the defensive player, pat you in the back, and then I'm going to go bust you next play. No, you could see the players respect him. He was smiling at some of the Chicago Bear defenders. He's got a great attitude on top of everything else. I'm going to add a poise to that list. Tremendous poise. I mean, I was, I, I haven't seen him since last year, but I mean, I was very impressed. Mm-hmm. Very impressed with this play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're throwing all the accolades the way of the Green Bay Packers here. I'm going to get to my Chicago Bears in a second. Again, our phone lines are open if you want to, uh, cool me off a little bit. Throw some cold water as I'm getting a little, Overheated on the Aaron Rodgers talk here, 888-463-6748. Producer David Olson also impressed with the work of Aaron MacArthur Rodgers. But all that other stuff, David, the bravado and the diving in the end zone, the elusive ability, the uh, you know the great leadership, the great poise, those are all good. But they don't mean that much if you don't have unbelievable passing accuracy, and that's what he's got. Man, he sits back in that pocket or off the roll-up. And he will find covered receivers. And he's got a gun of an arm, but he controls the gun. Going to get to Jay Cutler in a sec. But he controls the gun, and he he just threads the needle. And he's got no fear. Love that guy. 
Love Aaron Rodgers. All right, there's my Packer love for the day. Again, 888-463-6748. Bears win the ball game over Green Bay. They go 3-0. and Packers go 2-1. and A lot of games still to come. I still having trouble getting overly excited about the Bears. And I, and I am a passionate, usually throw things at the TV, get somewhat overly emotional. Normally when I watch sports or even away from sports, I'm a somewhat emphasis on somewhat. You know, lucid, controlled individual. But Bear football, ever since I've been 10 or 11 years old, up until this point, always uh, I, I, the personality switch hits. I become a different person for that hour and a half that I tape the game, or God forbid I have to watch a game live like last night and watch it for the entire three hours. But I get pretty carried away, and I get elated when they win. But it's still, and I don't know if other fans feel this way too, but very tempered right now. Very tempered with the 3-0 thought. When the game ended, partly because I was tired, but partly there was no, like, fist pumping in the air. Yeah, this is our year, stuff like that. Happy that they won but unconvinced that we're still a good team, and maybe it still bothers me that Lovey Smith is smiling on the sidelines and he thinks he's going to get accolades for this. And I think I made a mention, a little email I sent out to our mailbook list, the first person. That includes you, David Olson, the big dog, Joe Radwanski. He says it. I'll, I'll leave the studio right now, head out to Aurora, and I'll take him down. Or anybody else. The first person who even mentions Lovey Smith in a week or two. Or this week, you know, and they, oh, the Bears are 3-0. and you got to consider him an early candidate for coach of the year. Lovey Smith doesn't know anything. He's Chauncey the Gardener for being there. He's watching the action as they go by. God bless you, Lovey, but it's Mike Martz and now Rod Marinelli running the show. What's that? Chauncey the Gardener from being there. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Dennis Miller. Right? <laughs> oh, Dennis Miller uses that too? No, but that, that that's about as obscure of a reference as you can get. <laughs> Very obscure. And people, you know, 98% of the people have never seen that movie. Oh, no, I got it. We did the Peter Sellers Love last week, so yeah, yeah I got it. But you know exactly what I'm talking about, right? Everybody thinks he's brilliant. and he, you know. Yeah, but he's a moron who just watches TV. It's exactly right. <laughs> oh, goodness. But, uh, all right, so the Bears are three. Now, why are we tempered in our excitement? And first of all, let's throw some accolades out there. Uh, the defense. Very, very good all season long. Great run defense. Man, is it good to see Briggs and Erlocker with an assist from uh, Pina Tisawisamoa. I just wanted to get his name in because I like to say it. But, uh, man, linebacker play outstanding to see those guys both playing together at a high level at the same time. Awfully good. Packer line, it might be. Last night, the two best linebacking crews. I know there might be better individuals. A Ray Lewis for Baltimore, a Patrick Willis for the 49ers, maybe a few others out there. But I would argue Bear Packer right now, the best collective set of linebackers in the NFL. East, West, North, South, wherever you want to go. Those two teams, name me another team with a better set of linebackers playing at the level they're at right now than those two teams. That's fun to watch. Good linebacker play. Solid hits. And, of course, Brian Erlocker, the single biggest play of the game. I don't think anyone can deny was uh, Green Bay was on the on the march. On the drive, and it was, uh, what, James Jones? The wide receiver caught a little uh, screen on the right-hand side, was going to pick up seven, eight, nine yards. Briggs wraps him up, and then uh, Brian Erlocker comes in about a half a second later, fires that left arm in there, knocks the ball loose, and in comes number 26, Tim Jennings, to recover the fumble. Single biggest play of the game, no question about it. I don't think anyone can argue that. Guarantee Mike McCarthy and the entire Green Bay Packer bench that uh, watched the play right in front of them would agree with that. 
You could take all the 18 penalties and all the 150 yards of penalty yardage, but the Green Bay Packers were on their way to a field goal, maybe a touchdown, and win in that game. So big play by Erlocker, tough break for the young kid James Jones. going to be one heck of a receiver, by the way. He's good. He's real good. The whole Packer receiving core is outstanding. But the Bear defense, outstanding. You know, there's many accolades I've given Aaron Rodgers in the Packers passing game. I got no complaints. No complaints at all with the Chicago Bear defensive backfield. There was not wide-open Packer receivers. For the most part, the coverage was very good. It was just my new man crush, Aaron Rodgers, just you know, pick, pinpointing his passes. So no problem at all. I thought the defensive backs played extremely well. They tackled well. There was not a lot of yards after carry. A few times. A few times when Packer players did make our defensive backs miss. But, uh, you know, they're, they're paid also. That's how the expression goes, right? That's going to happen. I thought overall Bear coverage was pretty good. Daniel Manning played a heck of a game on a couple of his kickoff returns, made some big tackles. Thought he was very active. And um, interesting little side note that is, I think, going to get more play here in Chicago. Somebody, I don't know if it's Lovey Smith, I doubt it. Mike Martz, Rod Marinelli, Jerry Angela, somebody is getting a little, um, how shall we say, stricter slash less tolerant amongst the Bear Brass. Devin Aramashadu, inactive for the game because of some missed blocks in game one and maybe not practicing hard enough. Tommy Harris, we don't know the reason. Tommy Harris, inactive for game two. They didn't make a big deal about it. Didn't make a big deal. The, the few quotes you heard were, hey, we, we put the best seven linemen. We activated our best seven linemen. Not going to go on reputation. Not going to go how, how much a guy's getting paid. They're going to put their best players out there. Interesting. Now, I don't know what happened to Zach Pullman, the starting cornerback for the Chicago Bears. The uh, announcers, as far as I can tell, missed this. But Zach Bowman, fairly early in the game, I think he had a slip. Must have done a couple things they didn't like. All of a sudden. A kid that uh, most Chicago Bear fans, including myself, barely even knew. Tim Jennings, number 26, is in the game starting on Monday Night Football against the Green Bay Packers. And you know what? Pretty good job. Pretty good job by number 26. Even beyond the fumble recovery, made some tough tackles. Had some good coverage plays. But uh, Zach Bowman, you're out. The starter. I won't say he's got a big reputation, but he's got a bigger reputation than Tim Jennings, and they're not afraid to bring Timmy Jennings in the game. So that's interesting. A little change in the Bear mentality that, um, you know, if you want to call it Rex is our guy mentality, where you stick with people to their point of incompetence. Very interesting. But Timmy Jennings played a good ball game. I thought the defense overall very outstanding. Julius Peppers, of course, big game on the defensive end spot. We saw a little bit of uh, Israeli Adonage and Mark Anderson, so overall defensive play was outstanding. Uh, the Bears, you know, everybody's saying they didn't run the ball, and the running game is still struggling. Well, it is only because they didn't choose to run the ball. But I thought early in the game when they made an attempt to run, it was actually a little bit better, not great, but a little bit better than the first couple of games. Matt Forte actually had some running room. Chester Taylor right now, I don't know, maybe we're saving Chester Taylor for the end of the season. But it's amazing. You watched uh, the Packers and Bears play last night. And I'm not complaining because I've watched over 10 years of Terry Shea, John Shoops, and Ron Turner coached offenses. Run, run, third and six. Run, try a pass, get sacked, third and 17, throw for eight yards, let's punt. So I love watching the uh, Mike Martz offense right now. I don't know if I like watching Mike Martz. 
not exactly the prettiest guy to see on the sidelines. But I love watching his offense, aggressive, pass first to set up the run. But it's amazing. So, again, I'm not complaining. It is amazing how basically the Packers and the Bears, and, again, you're talking about the story tradition, you know, the, in the uh, the pregame, the Monday night NFL, rightfully so, brought up the tradition of Hallis and Lombardi and the, you know, the cold-weather teams, the great tradition of the Packers and Bears built on running games. The Bears, you know, what is it, their, their leading wide receiver of all time, I think it's still Johnny Morris from like 40 years ago. And the Packers, you know, with uh, Jimmy Taylor and Paul Horning and all those great running backs that they had, Edgar Bennett and stuff, you know, were known for running. The football, obviously, Brett Favre changed that a little bit. But even in the Brett Favre days, they, they ran the ball. Yesterday's game, these two great traditions of, of smash-mouth football, and they both of them basically completely, not partially, completely abandoned the running game by mid-second quarter. Mid-second quarter. Basically went, spread them out offense, and throw the ball, use the short pass sort of as a run. And maybe that's the way the NFL is going, but that was an exaggerated case of it. Again, as a Chicago Bear fan, folks, I am not complaining. I like our offense right now, firing the ball down the field, taking some chances. It's exciting. It's scintillating. Yeah, scintillating, a little corny word. It's sexy. It's, uh, you never know what you're going to get. Now that brings me up to my, to my biggest complaint. Before everybody gets all excited about the 3 0, don't forget, our record should be 2 and 1. Calvin Johnson caught the ball, touchdown for the Detroit Lions. So we're 3 and 0, but we should be 2 and 1. Okay? Gonna take a quick break here again. Anybody, uh, who wants to check in, 888-463-6748. We're gonna talk more than just Bear Packer today, but that's certainly one of the, the main sources of conversation. But here's my big complaint. Jay Cutler should have been intercepted four times yesterday. Everybody's saying he played. Well, Cutler's not saying it. But a lot of people say, you know, Cutler played a great game and the offense was moving the football. He should have been intercepted four times. He was intercepted once. One time, I think late first half maybe, went right through the Packer defensive back. Then you had the penalty late in the game. There was another time I think there could have been four interceptions. So while Aaron Rodgers is poised and controlled, I love watching Jay Cutler fling it around the field. Again, you get that sexiness factor, you get that unexpected factor, but just to temper the 3-0, should be 2-1 Chicago Bears. Cutler should have been intercepted four times. That's still going to be an issue for the uh, for the Bears. He's got to take care of the football. All right, we're going to take a quick break. Coach flying solo right now. The big dog, Joe Redwanski, going to check in. Full lines are open for you. Two guys in a mic. TalkZone.com. We'll take a quick break. Back in a minute. David Olson, our producer, take it away. 46-second break. Don't go anywhere.
lines are open for your calls on Two Guys and a Mic. Call 888-GO-FOR-IT. Once again, here's the coach, John Cohn, and the big dog, Joel Radwanski, on TalkZone.com. Hey, we're to welcome you back to the Two Guys and a Mic show, TalkZone.com. Thank you so much again for joining us here. Absolutely gorgeous Tuesday here in the fine City of Chicago. We're going to talk a little baseball coming up too. We got some managerial news in the fine city of Chicago. And of course, uh, we'll check in with the great race going on in the National League West slash National League wild card. Right now, our regular co-host is on the line with us, the big dog, Joel Wadwanski. The Packers had 18 penalties for 152 yards. I still remember Joel Wadwanski. Reputation says that uh, back in a co-rec basketball game, he was called for reaching in fouls nine times in one game. Let's welcome in the big dog. Big dog, how are you? And is that myth a truity? Uh, yeah, luckily, there was ten fouls that you were able to give in that particular game, Coach. <laughs> so, so you were able to stay in the game? Yes, I was. Okay. Reaching in, Radwanski, number six. It oh, was, uh, by the way, just to let you know, that was a co-ed basketball game. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's what I think I prefaced it by saying that. Yeah, yeah, but I, I reached in at nothing but men. I just want to let you know, Coach, I am doing this particular show Uh-oh. from the train, and I'm going to be the, the, the jerk on the train that actually talks really loud. Uh-huh. What are these people? What are you going to do about it? Huh? I'm on the train. Yeah, I'm going to talk really loud. <laughs> See what I'm saying, Coach? I'm, I'm the jerk on the train. Well, as long really as, as long as you're being a jerk, could you pub our show? Two guys in a mic. Uh, yeah, anybody... you, you with the laptop. Yeah, you. Go to talkzone.com forward slash two guys mic. <laughs> You can't spell it, you're a jerk. Oh, yeah, okay, there you go, Coach. I'm, I'm, a, I'm pumping us. That, that, that guy's right on it, as a matter of fact. I'm a He's big fan. Awfully big, weird right now. Big fan of the forward slash, by the way. Thank you for putting that in there. <laughs> oh, goodness. Big dog, we're 3-0, and and I, I don't know if you heard the uh, scintillating, scintillating first 20 minutes of our show. No, no, I haven't, but hopefully my, you're not like all these other Bears fans drinking the Kool-Aid. No. No, I said my enthusiasm deeply, deeply tempered. In fact, my number one love coming out of yesterday's game was for Aaron Rodgers. That guy's awesome. Mm. It's definitely the best player in the field yesterday. And uh, I will say this, as much as I'm happy that the Bears are 3-0, and hopefully it's one of those things that they actually go into the film room and realize that if if the Packers, are, who are the most undisciplined team in the league, and they, they deserved every one of those penalties. Yes, they, they were did. All stupid penalties. And they are the most penalized team in the NFL this year and as of last year, too. So, uh, like, you know what I'm saying? I'm not going to give back a victory. But, you know, the simple thing is this team really needs to improve a lot. Very, They need to improve big time, Coach. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and Cutler, really a big dog, should have had four passes intercepted. I think that's going to be a continuing problem. Well, I shouldn't say continuing because they're 3-0. and I think that's going to be a problem as we move on. But there should have been four picks against Cutler. Yeah, you're exactly right about that. And and don't forget that in the previous two games, Cutler had five interceptions dropped. He could be on pace again yes. for another 26 interception season if it wasn't for uh, a case of the dropsies by the last three teams that the Bears have played. No question about it. But, uh, you know, the, the defense certainly has been a positive point. They're playing extremely well. The linebacker play has been outstanding. What about uh, Tommy Harris being inactivated? And what about Zach Bowman being replaced at defensive back? Did you um... – were you surprised a little bit with those two moves? Absolutely, thoroughly surprised about uh, Tommy Harris being an active coach. But uh, you know, Zach Bowman didn't deserve to be on the field anymore. How many how many tackles can a guy miss in the first quarter? Mm-hmm. Seriously, did he make a tackle in the first quarter? He missed. All they were doing, they were playing that typical soft Bears defense, 
let you catch the ball and come up and make a tackle. I, I have no problem with that as long as the guy that you just let catch the ball, the guy makes the tackle. He, how many tackles did he miss? Seriously, he had more grass stains on his chest than he had tackles. That's not good. <laughs> okay, so you know what? I understand Zach Bowman uh, being taken out. I didn't understand Tommy Harris. I, because quite, quite simply, Tommy Harris is a good pass rusher, and he's average against the run. And you're talking about a team that never runs the ball and passes a lot. So I was really surprised Tommy Harris was not involved in the game. So, well, of course, we're not at practice all week, so we don't know what goes on. But, uh, you know, one could argue Tommy Harris has been inactive even the first two games when he actually was playing. Well, yeah, like just to let you know, I, I, I remember I didn't agree with you about last week's game. I thought he played better, but I guess obviously the the coaching staff didn't feel that way. Mm-hmm. And if Lovey Smith makes it inactive, that, that's a bold statement because he's he gives many players many, many chances. And maybe this is the slap in the face, the wake-up call that Tommy Harris needs. Because mm-hmm. he needs to play angry, to be quite honest with you. He's much better angry than he is uh, doing his typical, oh, I'm a goofball, yeah. Tommy Harris. Maybe they'll um, take a note from the Chicago Cubs. They send Carlos Zambrano to anger management class. He comes back. He's been unbelievable since then, including a brilliant performance yesterday. Maybe uh, send Tommy Harris to the same anger management that Carlos Zambrano went to, have him come back in a couple of weeks. We might be going to the Super Bowl if he performs like that. Well, you know, you know you're know, you exactly right, as long as what you said about the continuing Jay Cutler interception woes Oof. continue to happen. Yep. But, you know, maybe he just throws the ball so freaking hard that the DBs can't catch it. Maybe that's what it is, and we don't have to worry about anything, Coach. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, you know, and I think the announcers did a very good job of comparing the different, first of all, the two quarterbacks. I can't remember watching a game when I've seen two quarterbacks with just stronger arms. It's unbelievable how they can throw. You know, it looks easy on TV, but you grab a football and it's not that easy to gun it. No. 40, 50 no. yards down the field. These guys make it look easy. They were both yeah. unbelievable yeah. in their arm strength. But Rodgers, poised, a decision maker. Part of the fun of Cutler is he does take chances, but it's not so much fun if the other team intercepts it. So they have different styles, I think, anyways. Yeah, I, I gotta be honest with you. I always knew Aaron Rodgers had the real quick release. I always knew he had the accuracy, you know, uh, you know, decent feet in the pocket. I did not know he had the, the rocket pass like he did. Yeah. That pass that he threw right past Brian Erlacher's ear for Craig Jennings for the touchdown. Wow. Craig Jennings caught it, ran another five yards, and then Erlacher turned around and was like, where'd the ball go? I mean, it was like, I mean, you're talking about a guy that is, mm-hmm. you know, uh, possibly a Hall of Fame middle linebacker, and he was, he looked like a fool on that play, coach. Yeah, I, and he threw a couple others even, you know, more like threading the needle, because that one, he didn't have anybody behind him. He threw a couple others where there was a, you know, defensive back behind, defensive back in front, and boom, he just threaded the needle. Perfect accuracy. I, I'm ready to put him right up there with the best pure throwing quarterbacks that I've ever seen. Well, that that that's a bold statement. Yes, it is. I'm a bold, a bold guy. Well, you know, is, is he is he an elite quarterback in the NFL? I guess well, he's going to have to keep on winning games to find out. But if the, if his teammates keep on committing so wow. many stupid penalties, you know, there was a, a couple pass interference penalties where I understood you got beat, you, you commit pass interference. But there was a couple pass interference penalties. What are you doing? And some of those, I mean, I, I, honestly, one holding penalty was a little iffy on, on Julius Peppers, but a couple of they could have called it five or six other times where Peppers was tackled and they didn't call it. You know, mm-hmm. so it, there could have been even more than the 18. 18 penalties. Wow. When, I, you know, we started off the show, can you remember uh, 
high school, college, pro, even back in your junior high days when you saw a team. Maybe you can. I could not. When a team was penalized 18 times, 152 yards. Yeah, without a doubt, yeah, the Oakland Raiders. I do remember them getting penalized like 20 times on uh, – it was a long time ago in the 1980s. And and they won the game, Coach, like 38-7, to 7, and they got penalized 20 times. It was, it was They absolutely annihilated somebody way back in the day, and they committed 20 penalties. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, believe it or not, I have seen it. Is that so. back in the day when uh, Al Davis actually had jowls? Yeah, and he actually had, uh, like, he went back when, like, you know, guts and character mattered in football, and that's just how fast you are, because that's all he cares about nowadays. <laughs> oh, goodness. I'm not sure he cares about anything. I'm not even sure he's even alive. I think someone, someone, I don't know if it's a relative or someone in the organization is propping Al Davis up. I think he passed it's, away a year probably, and a half ago. It's probably a relative who was left out of the will and wants to keep on spending the money. <laughs> So keep spending a lot of money on guys that can run 4.540s that have no clue how to play football. Yeah, well, a uh, 4.540 <laughs> is rare, Coach. You know, that's, that's, that's awfully rare. Rare air, big dog. That's what we talk about on this show, rare air, my friend. And you're breathing a little bit of rare air right now in Chicago's uh, one of the fine metro trains. Uh, for the listeners out there, which are you going orange line today, blue, purple, green, white, or, uh, or you call it an audible? I'm, I'm, I'm going Metro Coach, so the, there's no colors involved. Oh, there's not. It's, uh, I'm going Burlington Northern Santa Fe Railroad. Really? Burlington yeah. Northern? That, wow. that's, that's, that's how I roll, Coach. I'm shocked. I did not think you were a Burlington Northern kind of guy. I, I've been doing it for years, believe it or not. <laughs> Hopefully not much longer. Anybody still giving you strange looks, or have they kind of... Uh... No, 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 they 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 realize I'm not to be toyed with anymore. So right, they yeah, they have they have quit looking at me. But uh, that guy did download the show. He's giving me the thumbs up though. The guy oh, with no, the... that's not his thumb. Never mind. That was a different thing. <laughs> I was going to ask the guy with the laptop still on the train. Now listen, we have a new listener joining the two guys in a mic show. Yeah, yeah. Email us at twoguysinamic.com. <laughs> oh goodness! All right, big dog. We're three and zero. Bottom line, of course, we should be two and one. Yeah. We're not going to get back in that argument once again but uh we are three and oh the only team in the national football conference right now um that's three and oh hard to believe got the giants coming in next week give me an overall here uh once the victory settles in what do you where do you put the chicago bear uh i, I think they should be an underdog next week against the giants even though the giants would have they're one and two I, I believe they beat the panthers who are basically nobody uh, I, I do think they still should be an underdog because, to be quite honest with you, I, I don't think they've played as well as uh, as a typical the last three and O team in a conference should be. So uh, I, I want to keep on badgering them, keep on picking on them, and hopefully this team will improve and, and keep on getting better. Because, to be mm-hmm. quite honest with you, I don't see a game that they should lose, even though I think they should be the underdog next week against the Giants. Mm-hmm. Um, I had mentioned before the you Bears can, could win the next five games. Yeah, so. you know, I looked ahead on the schedule too, and you know, my first instinct was, ooh, you know, Carolina, Seattle, Washington, wow, we could go. You know, stop that. First of all, I watched the Bears play the first three games. You know, Carolina, Washington, and Seattle could all beat it. We could lose all three of those games. So don't yeah. give me, don't. You know, I think you got to stop that instinct. Yeah, I agree. agree. I agree. Yeah. I totally agree with you. Yeah, it's not. Like, I don't like agreeing with you. <laughs> See if you agree with this, or not even agree, because it's 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 a feeling. It's to me you can't explain emotions. But I mentioned before you came on again in the award-winning first twenty minutes. We're going to send in the first twenty minutes of this show. We should be able to win some kind of Lubitron award. I wasn't on that. It was it was truly scintillating and uh, intellectually inspiring sports talk radio. But um, at the end of the game, Big Dog, when the Bears won and they hung on for victory. 
There was not, I didn't feel elated. I didn't feel excited. I didn't feel fired up as I normally would about a bear win over a Packer and going 3-0. and I felt, the best way I can describe it, a flatness. You too or just me? No, no, I, w- I was pretty happy. Okay. Because, uh, to be honest with you, there was more relief than happiness. I will admit that. I will admit that. But I, I, I understand where you're coming from from the simple fact that that team did not play great football. Okay, and yet somehow they, they played three games, and to be honest with you, in, in at least two of them, they did not play particularly well, and they're still 3-0. and mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, yes, I, I do agree with what you're saying. It's, it's more relief than anything, Coach. Okay. All right. Uh, possibly part of it is the fact that I uh, finished off an entire 14-inch thin crust pizza all by myself. That might have uh, explained the lack of emotion. Uh, maybe the flatness was actually just uh, belated gas. That could have well, been it. Uh, yeah, hopefully you ate one part, like half of it in the first half and the second half and the second half. I was pretty hungry. I went about two-thirds early, then paced and finished off the last third in a rather uh, slow, luxurious second half. By the way, I went uh, thin crust pizza, no cheese. This is my new kick now, no cheese. Why no cheese? Trying to go healthy. Pizza okay, sauce. Like I tried to explain this to you, but again, there's another thing that you don't listen eh, to what I'm you saying. you got to watch cheese on the club. Pizza sauce, and then I had a little chicken on there, artichoke, tomato, green pepper, one other. Oh, green olive. Outstanding. Okay, that's I, not a pizza. Yeah, okay. exactly. I was going to say the same thing. It's not It's not a pizza. Why, if there's no not? cheese, it's it, it's it's tomato sauce on bread. It's a sandwich, Coach. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, it's that's a sandwich with is. no top layer. If it looks like a pizza, if it smells like a pizza, it's a pizza. I'm just missing no, cheese. That's not a pizza. Okay. <laughs> By the way, Coach, I've tried to explain this to you. You don't listen, okay? But yes. this, this is the, it's the honest to God truth. <laughs> cheese is a medium chain. The fat and cheese is a medium chain triglyceride. If you ex- do you exercise? I do. Okay, well, there you go, which means that fat that is on in that cheese is, will burn off immediately, which means your body mm-hmm. will continue to burn fat. So if you want to be healthy... You need to eat cheese. You need to eat dairy products. I don't know. I could bring in our uh, in-studio doctor uh, that we call on occasion, uh, Dr. Udo Erasmus. Yeah, but he's he's getting fisted right now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, blue, 42 red, split left, split left, option right up. We have a penalty on the Green Bay Packers, 15-yard pass interference. No, Dr. Udo Erasmus, I got a feeling Dr. Udo and a few other doctors might disagree with your statement. But they're, are they going to disagree the fact that uh, cheese is a medium-chain triglyceride? Are they Poss- going to no. debate that, which is they can't? But are you going are to dis- debate the fact that if you exercise, they that burns off because it's a water-soluble fact? Yes, they might ar- they're, they're argue gonna, They're going to argue all this, which is scientifically proven? Well, I think point number two, I don't think you've, uh, you know, like Dragnet here, you have not stated all the facts. Okay, well, medium uh, medium chain triglyceride is a type of fat. Yes. That isn't the long chain, like a saturated fat that you would get from like beef. Well, but okay, she- you know, like that big nasty white stuff at the end of your steak. Oof, but never- you eat that and you don't exercise, it'll attach to you and you'll kill you. Mm-hmm. The fat that isn't uh, a dairy product, cheese, whole milk. Do you know anybody that drinks whole milk that's fat? No, they're all skinny, aren't they? Kind of strange, isn't it? The reason why is those are medium chain triglycerides. I've tried to explain this to you, Coach. So you're my, saying my, my whole buddy, milk? Russ lost 120 pounds of fat. He lost 97 pounds total, 120 pounds of fat by mm-hmm. drinking whole milk and exercising. But are you sure that that is not building up the cholesterol? And while he loses his weight, it's, he will at some point have his arteries blocked and he will die a young man, but a very thin man. Well, it's it, it, see, but he watches the other types of fat, and you, you're exactly right. 
that it does have a lot of cholesterol in it because it's triglycerides. Well, That's what? why he's eating a, a lot of extra pears. He's eating a lot of extra oatmeal. As a matter of fact, he went and just got his health <laughs> checked. He went to the doctor the other day. The doctor said that his blood pressure is perfect. Uh-huh. About a year ago, they, he was warning him that he was going to die. Okay, and now his blood pressure is perfect. His triglycerides in his blood are exactly uh, what they're supposed I'm, to be. It, 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 and he's drinking whole milk every single day. I'm going to check you out because I still think cheese and whole milk. Some of it you might be right. But it all depends on what type of doctor. You, you probably have a doctor that's trying to gap you up on a bunch of drugs and prescription stuff. <laughs> so you go down to a local pharmacist <laughs> and, and that guy can get his kickback from him. Uh. <laughs> Seriously, Coach, this whole thing, that's all, that's all uh, the doctors are around. The, okay. 99% of them are, all they're trying to do is just get you hooked up on drugs so next thing you know that you have to keep coming back to them. I'd love to see the reaction of anybody that tuned into our show the last three minutes, getting one of our tweets or our Facebook messages and tuning in to catch Bear Packer highlight and analysis and all of a sudden hearing Big Dog uh, basically refuting everything that Dr. Udo Erasmus has told us in the past five years. Here's here's what everybody needs to know. First of all, they should... By the way, David, Dr. Udo Erasmus, actual doctor. And by the way, I was the one that was actually doing the fisting. Stop it. So I can confirm it. Stop it. What were you going to say? I interrupted you. I apologize. People need to eat as many different uh, colors of fruits and vegetables every single day. Mm-hmm. And don't be afraid of fat, especially in the morning. And get off your butt and exercise every once in a while. That's the honest to God truth. And if, you, and if you're worried about your triglycerides, your cholesterol, and your blood, all you got to do is eat more oatmeal, eat more pears, mm-hmm. and exercise as much as possible. Right. How about the bare offensive tackles? Frank Omier and Kevin Schaefer, they've been uh, watching awesome. their triglycerides, I would say, there. You know, whatever they're eating, it heads down to the backside. But to both our offensive tackles, as I transition in from health talk back to Bear Packer football, playing pretty yeah. well, Big Dog. Very well, actually. I, I, you know, Coach, that's, that's where it all starts. We used to have Pigskin Boy on every single Monday, breaking down Chicago Bear football, and, and 99% of his talk was on the uglies up front. You know what? I've been ripping on those guys all last year and this preseason. Let's just say something straight up right now. They're good. This particular unit right now, is playing extremely good football. They still need to get better running the ball. They still need to fire off a lot better. But mm-hmm. during how much they passed, they protected the quarterback yesterday. And Clay Matthews, you know, he only harassed Jay Cutler. He didn't absolutely manhandle him, which is what we're all expecting to have happen. Yep. Clay Matthews, by the way, uh, you know, I don't know that his talent is any better than any other uh, National Football League linebacker. It's his desire, his will, his motor. I mean, he, you watch players in the NFL, obviously they're the best athletes, and they know how to play hard. He takes it to a different level. If any of us, without getting too epithelial, Big Dog, if any of us in life could approach our jobs, our kids could approach what they do in school with the enthusiasm, the passion, the fire, the intensity, the soul-mindedness that Clay Matthews approaches his job at linebacker, we'd be successful in whatever uh, – position we happen to be doing absolutely coach and i will tell you i think he's a little bit better of an athlete than maybe you're giving him credit for okay. but you're exactly right when it comes mm. to the fact that that guy plays with just a relentlessness he just doesn't stop he's got the motor you know that that yep. all-day motor just keeps on going and going and going i don't understand why every single player doesn't play that way i mean it's you're uh, people forget you're supposed to have fun. I know you're getting paid millions of dollars, and I know that's a real serious and nerve-wracking job. It's a, it's a serious profession, coach. Even though, it, but see, those things have to; those guys have to realize something. It's just a game, and you should have fun playing it. No matter all the serious stuff that that you know we talk about it, and you know we're 
we're on air breaking down every single thing. With you know, they win and we're still upset that the Bears' offensive line isn't you know run blocking and Jay Cutler threw passes that should have been intercepted and and they kind of got a little lucky because the Packers are so undisciplined. But you know what? If you look at it, have fun. That's what you're supposed to do. You play a lot better if you have fun while you're playing. No question about it. Our phone number if you want to check in. Big Dog and the Coach at your service right up until 11 o'clock. Talking Bear Packer football residue Tuesday. You want to pick up any of the events over the weekend. we got to get to some baseball talk real quick as well. Uh, 888-463-6748. Our phone number again, 888-463-6748. Big Dog, in my notes, I wanted to bring up everybody saying, uh, you know, the Bears can't run the football. And certainly our run blocking hasn't been great. But yesterday's game. First of all, we basically abandoned the run. I'm not saying it's a bad thing, by the way. I love our offense, but I, you know, we we attempted to run early in the game. The first one was bad. After that, we actually, Matt Forte had a few, you know, those runs we don't see anymore. The five, six yarder, the seven or eight yarder. I thought in the few times we tried to run, certainly not as bad as people are making. I thought it was a little bit better yesterday in the few times we tried. Yeah, I'll agree with you there. I definitely agree with you there. They, they I wish they, if I will not agree with you about saying that. Uh, that I'm glad that they abandoned it because, you know, this team, I'm starting to believe now, will make the playoffs. I mean, I predicted they'd make the playoffs. Now I really, truly, truly believe they'd make the playoffs. If they're playing playoff football, especially at Soldier Field, they're not going to be able to fling it around when it's eight degrees out. They're going to need to be able to run the ball, Coach. Good so point. this team better, this team, if they, you know, it's all great, you know, if uh, you get a bunch of players in the Pro Bowl and they, you know, they win 11 games, we have another cute season, but... It'll be. I don't want to have a bad taste in my mouth because this team gets blown out by uh, some cold weather football team on January fifteenth at the Soldier Field. Mm-hmm. It's a great point. Great point. And um, yeah, I didn't necessarily mean I'm elated with the fact they gave up on the running game. I think wh- where that comment came from, Big Dog, is after watching our offense the last ten years, I'm not complaining about this year's offense. I totally understand where <laughs> you're coming from, Coach. I, I I knew where you were coming from. Okay. That's why I didn't. Jump on you and bash you like I typically do when you, when you say something that I thought was nonsensical. Uh, I understood, and I don't blame any Bear fan right now for getting a little giddy mm-hmm. over them just throwing twenty yard pass downfield time after time after time. Yes, you know, it, it's so funny is uh, the the wide receiver screen all of a sudden will work. Isn't it funny when you throw the ball twenty yards downfield that one once or twice that you run the wide receiver screen it actually works. Mm-hmm. But when you throw five yard hitches and then you go to the wide receiver screen it doesn't seem to work. You know, isn't it funny how like if you stretch yeah. the field. Everything else on your yeah. on your offense seems to be a little bit easier. Part funny and part sad because that's what we've been doing for ten years, and sad and the fact that that's such an easy concept. And all the it's like the fans knew it, but mm-hmm. Ron Turner and the, and Lovey Smith and the stubbornness of the Bear offense couldn't quite figure that out. But absolutely, so yeah, it, it is funny, but it's kind of sad in a way too. Bears knock off the Packers; they go three and zero. Green Bay down to two and one. Bears are leading the NFC North division. Long way to go. Obviously, only three games into the season. Um, hey, Big Dog, uh, another, go ahead. Another great thing, uh, before we get into the baseball coach, another great thing from this game is maybe Devin Hester can take a deep breath and relax and now just become the great all-around weapon that, that yep. we all dream that he could be. Yep. You know he, you know what I mean? He actually had a punt return now as a receiver. And maybe he you know, he can realize, hey, you know, there's all different types of ways he can actually help this particular team. Yep. So uh, yep. Devin Hester returning a punt for a touchdown. And another thing, you just scratch your head and be like, man, the Bears did all these tiny little things in order to win this particular game, and maybe mm-hmm. they did get a little lucky, but that it could end up being a huge boom for the for the 
for the Bears right there, Devin Hester, getting back on track. And thank good the Bear uh, coaching staff who have made so many uh, bad decisions, quite frankly, player personnel-wise over the years. They made a good one. And I'm not just saying this now. I felt that beforehand for all the people saying, we got to get Devin Hester out of the punt return position, bring someone else in there. No, he's still your most dangerous guy. You know, Big Dog, how a lot of the times when I coach, a lot of decisions I make, I always think if I was in the position of the other team, what would I want them to do? And I base some of my decisions, not all, but some of my decisions based on that. And if you talk to other teams, they'd much rather see anybody back there but Devin Hester. He's still a threat. Good move by our coaching staff not to take him out of there. Yeah, and what happens if the other team starts kicking the ball out of bounds and, you know, and giving up like 28-yard net punts just because they're afraid to kick to Devin Hester? Mm-hmm. You know, back in the day when it was Rex Grossman, you know, that was taking over control of the offense, the other team was like, hey, we'd much rather give the ball to him. Mm-hmm. And, and have him beat us on a short field and kick the ball to Devin Hester. Well, this particular offense coach, you kick the ball short to this particular team, they'll take advantage of it, okay? And typically, Robbie Gold's going to make all field goals inside of 45 yards, which he did not make yesterday, even though that was like a 46-shutter. Mm-hmm. So uh, you know, typically, this team is going to take advantage of that. So we could have the perfect storm in a way if, if, if Devin Hester can continue to be that uh, that weapon back there for the punt return team. Yeah, and by the way, his wide receiving, his receiving, rather, is getting better. He made some nice catches, but his best play, he made a phenomenal catch. I don't know if you remember this or not. It went back of the end zone, no argument. He was clearly out, but Cutler just fired a ball deep to Hester, two defenders right around him. Hester uh, jumped up in the air, timed his jump, and had the hands to hang on to the football, made a spectacular catch. Even though it was considered, and it was, an incomplete, to me, a catch like that. I don't even know if you remember that one, Big Dog. It, it, it showed me that Devin Hester's coming around as a legit receiver. That was a phenomenal catch. Yeah, and um, and I know it was clearly out of bounds, but I do like where Cutler put it. No chance yep. that ball get intercepted. Yep. He, he got it beyond the defense, and I know it wasn't in bounds, but it, that's a, mm-hmm. it, it's a good time to see Devin yep. Hester make the adjustment that he did yep. and, and just to turn his body in midair in order to – actually get his hands on that yeah. ball, catch it with his hands, and land really hard. Mm-hmm. I was like, Devin, why are, you, why are you landing like that, man? You were clearly out of bounds. But you know mm-hmm. what? He ended up making a play later, so I guess it didn't affect him that much. Coach. And again, I don't want to brag because I'm not right in many things. Uh, witness last week's Beat the Schmo football predictions where I ended out 0-3, but I said it, and I said it a lot last year, Big Dog, and I think you were with me sort of, but I argued many and many a times that uh, the Bear – Wide receivers, the fair skill position players, I'm not going to say they were the best in football. They were plenty good to win, as was our quarterback and was our running back. The sole problem, or darn close to the sole problem, was the guy calling the plays and the system we were running. We basically had the same wide receivers, and now the Bears really are you know, a threat offensively. Johnny Knox, Greg Olson, the tight end, Devin Hester, a little bit of Earl Bunn, a little bit of Ramatishu, a little bit of Forte coming out of the backfield. Same guys, Big Dunk. Same guys, but now we got a system, an offensive system that's taken advantage of it. You know what? There's there's 32 teams in the NFL, and there's 30 of them that have enough talent to win. It's the coaching that that's different. It, uh, without a doubt, coaching is a difference in winning and losing in 99% of football games. Uh, everybody wants to win. Everybody wants to be a good player. Everybody, you know, there's a lot of talent on all NFL teams. And and coach, I agreed with you. You were much more emphatic about it, and you've been saying it for the last, uh, you know, last year and this year that the Bears had talent on offense. I agreed with you, not as much as, 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 as you would allude to, but, you know, you're exactly right now. It's proven. It's proven that if you um, actually stretch the field and 
and call plays that are all over the field and, and you make a uh, defense defend the whole entire field, things will open up for you. It's mm-hmm. as simple as that. And, you know, maybe, you know, this is a team that is flawed, definitely, but they're 3-0. And they have a good chance of being 4-0 coming up next week, going in the new in New York. It's just, you know, it's so funny. If they win that game in New York next week, Coach, they will be crowned as the next Super Bowl winner. You realize it because <laughs> the Saints have already lost. Yeah. You know that if they win in New York on yeah. Sunday night, and, you know, the Bob Costas is basically going to go down there as Dennis Green will say, crown their asses. I've already uh, talked to our general manager, Chris Whitting, one more victory, and we, we've got a room on hold down in, I believe it's Dallas this year for the Super Bowl. You, me, Big Dog, and David Olson, the only problem is we're all in the same room. That could be a problem. Only two bets. So I don't know how we're going to figure that out, but uh, we're all set to go. If, if I'm in Dallas, I doubt I'll be sleeping in that room. Take it easy. I have I have a friend in Dallas, Coach. Oh, okay. All right. What do you don't like my room? You know, I'm a little hurt now. All of a sudden, you. Was... Well, uh, well, you and you and David can still sleep together, even though there's two beds in the room. From six in the morning till nine, they get an all-you-can-eat buffet down in the uh, first floor corridor. It's not one of those continental breakfasts. It is sort it? of is. It is. Yeah, the, you got the stale powdered donuts and the uh, orange juice that's ninety percent water, eight percent pulp, and two percent juice. Okay. Yeah, and the a coffee, the coffee that is water with a little brown coloring. That's it. That's not bad. Yeah, hey, can't it, argue. It has it has the the bagel that's from the, the coffee shop across the street from the day before, right? <laughs> exactly. You okay. can actually put two of them together and squish them up into a ball, and you can actually bounce them. Oh, by the way, that ain't cream cheese. <laughs> oh goodness, we're not going back to Doctor Udo Erasmus. So don't even oh, please, think about it. Please, that's not. That's All not right, very out. quickly before we get into some baseball talk, I want you to put some thoughts. Uh, big, I don't know if you saw him play or not, but one of the great. NFL players, one of the great athletes, one of the great statesmen of all the professional sports, passed away yesterday. George Bland at the sprightly age of 83. Your thoughts, if you can put it into words. What a great life uh, George Bland lived. And, you know, that guy was the all-time points leader in the history of the NFL when he retired with 2002. Unbelievable. Now, anybody out there that has played Madden football, Will, will, they, they hate George Blanda for the simple fact is the best team on the, what, of the all-time team coach. Of the all-time teams, they'll have like 85 Bears, the 84 mm-hmm. Niners, the 86 Giants, you know, like the, the 72 Dolphins. You know, and if you play the all-time team, the best team is without a doubt the 76 Raiders. Cause, wow. you know, they've got Van Egan and Washington, Bolit McCoff and Cliff Branch and that unbelievable defense. Who was the tight end? Dave Dave Casper back then? Dave Casper, okay. oh heck yeah. They, it, it, Kenny Stabler swinging around. Black they Jack Tatum. Yeah, you know, Jack Tatum is out there. Heck yeah, Coach. Uh, Willie Brown, you name it. Old man Willie. You know, so like that is one of the best teams to pick on. The only problem is their kicker is George Blanda. And he can't even make an extra point in the, on the 76 <laughs> version. So like, there's legitimately, there's like 15 year old kids out there who hate George Blanda. And they have, and it's just because of John Madden football. You know, and by the way, John Madden coached, that was a, he was the coach of that particular Super Bowl team. So yes. I think that's why they make it unbelievable. Uh-huh. But seriously, Blanda can't even make an extra point on that team. So just want to let all those 15 year olds out there who hate George Blanda because of John Madden football. Mm-hmm. He was actually a quality football player for 25 of his 26 years, not the 26 year though. Uh-huh. Oh, Absolutely boy. not. Yeah. Part part humorous and part sad that the youth of America can actually like or dislike somebody based on their performance on a video game. I'm sure the Blanda family is thrilled with that. But at the time, playing for Oakland Big Dog, he was in, what, late 40s, right? 
Oh, yeah, easily, Coach. He, 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 would, he played 26 years, so you figure mm-hmm. at the earliest, at the earliest, he was, uh, he was 21 when he started with the Chicago Bears. Yep. Uh, you know what I mean? So, and he played, and he missed one year due to injury. So, like, you, that 26 years isn't over 20, that 26 season isn't over 25 years. Mm-hmm. It's over 26. So, he was at least 47 years old his last, <laughs> his last year in the NFL. At least that old. And that was even Otter back then, because nowadays no, no, people... No, 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 the, the center wasn't named Otter, it was Otto. <laughs> Very funny, Jim Otto, outstanding. Um, but, you know, with training, and people are healthier now, there's no question about it. Guys yeah. can last longer, they're in better physical condition, the medical staffs are better. Back then you didn't have all the athletic trainers and all the um, information out there, so it was more rare back then for a 46-year-old kid to be playing football. Yeah, especially considering that John Matuzic and and yes. Ted Hendricks and Kenny Stabler are on that team because uh, Stabler and Matuzic would have cigarettes going on, <laughs> you know, on the field. But yeah. legitimately, like there'd be a turnover and the offense would run on the field, and Stabler would hand his cigarette off to Hendricks as he would run him <laughs> back off onto the sideline. You know, you don't want to waste a good uh, cigarette. You know what I mean? Goodness, Cinemax Cindy just emailed in and said, uh, "Tell Big Dog what about Lyle Alzado? Oh, I, was he I, on that I, team?" Uh, the Chemical Brothers is what that team was known as. <laughs> Legitimately, if you weren't taking steroids on that particular yeah. Raiders team, you weren't trying. That's our, where they consider it. Suddenly our ode to George Bland is <laughs> heading the wrong way. Let us move quickly on to uh, baseball. Big we got great race going on. Final week of the baseball season. We're all looking forward to the playoffs. Should be good stuff. But right now you got an interesting race going on. San Diego Loses to the uh, Chicago Cubs yesterday. Carlos Zambrano, brilliant again. Won the nothing victory. Giants had the day off, but they gained a half a game. The Bravos won their game over the Marlins in dramatic fashion, by the way. I think a uh, broken bat base hit in the 11th inning. So Atlanta wins. They move up. San Diego now a half game back. It's getting crazy out west, huh? So oh, absolutely. This is, this, this is what baseball hopes for every year. You know, it's so funny. Is you know, this is a football driven nation over yep. the last like 15, 20 years. But people tend to forget, you know, they watch baseball for five months and all of a sudden the best month of the year happens and people just turn away. I mean, there's some great baseball going on. And I got to be honest with you, coach, I, I, I was so into the Bears Packers uh, yesterday that I, I didn't watch. I watched like five pitches of the Cubs game. I have no idea. Mm-hmm. Did Zimbrano get a complete game shutout in that one nothing victory? Or was that no. just. Uh, no, he pitched into the eighth inning and actually yeah. of the. Padres had the bases loaded. Carlos Marmal doing his Mitch Williams impersonation got the final out with the bases loaded. Uh, it was a pretty dramatic game, even though the Bear Packer were playing. It was a great, great Cub Padre one nothing ball game. Yeah, and uh, yeah, so let's uh, let's not forget that baseball is in the midst of its, its best time of the year. So yeah, no question about it. Eight 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 four six three six seven four eight. Couple of minutes left. If you're joining us late, you want to check in your Bear Packer thoughts. You could do that. Big Dog joining us on the uh, Burlington Northern train. We appreciate your checking in. Thanks to all the people on your particular train for uh, listening oh, into the, the way, show. I, sure. I, I should not have yelled because that person on the train with the laptop has now yeah. got my personal information up and he's handed it around the train. Yeah, people well, are not happy with me, coach. Just just put a fist in his laptop. That'll end that, and then you can break <laughs> his computer as well. Yeah. Okay. Hey, uh, we should also mention Ozzie Guillen, our Chicago White Sox manager, coming back. Next year, after all the garbage talk the last couple of weeks, Ozzy on board, 2011. It's not God bless you. Okay. Como God est- has, she com- has already. Como esta usted? Uh, muy bien, ¿y tú? ¿Y tu mamá también? Uh, no sé. <laughs>
Yo tengo huevo. You ever seen that movie, David? Eat to Mama Tambien? Uh, yes, no, I have. I, I believe our uh, occasional co-host Mark Carmen is working out in Kansas City. He called that movie the closest thing to an X-rated movie you can get without being X-rated. Well, I'll have to check that out. Though. Yes, you I will. E2 Mama Tom Bian. A little hint for all the young kids that are listening to the show. All right, Big Dog, great performance. Uh, we appreciate you joining us. Final thoughts as you head back to your regular job here, my friend. The Bears are 3-0, and always good in the world. Any uh, Any other items we need to know before we let you go? Uh, Coach, I'll be rushing at Montrose Beach tonight and uh, just get in line, people. Get in line. I'll be willing to sign autographs. Oh, refereeing flag football. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Hopefully it's the, it's, the, it's the men's and not the co-ed because I don't need any more 27-year-old girls screaming at me at the top of their lungs. I was married already. <laughs> and you will be dressed fully, not like the dodgeball game where you refereed. Uh, both you and the players were all in underwear over the weekend. Again, I was not in my underwear. I just wanted to be in my underwear, Coach. But the players, the 800-strong dodgeball players, were all in jockey underwear, correct? And thank God for the 5%, Coach. Is this, <laughs> is this available YouTube, if anybody YouTubes dodgeball? Yeah, yeah go to windycityfieldhouse.com. I'm sure that there was plenty of cameras there, Coach. Okay. The best for me to oh, the, and it, it was at the Windy was, City Fieldhouse? It was at the Windy City oh. Fieldhouse, and, there was, and uh, there was plenty of comments made by one of the officials, made, mm-hmm. by the way, making fun of everybody. So I'm sure some of that stuff is up. I need to check that out. By we way. will check the video of that for sure. Big dog, thanks. We'll check in tomorrow, my friend. Uh, Uh, Thanks for listening, everybody. We much, much appreciate it. We truly do. Tomorrow at 10 o'clock, we'll do it all over again. David Olson, our producer, great job. TalkZone.com, two guys at a mic, signing off. Have a great day, everybody.